In a world with only hot takes, two college friends try to cool down sports media. Join Jack and Jared every week as they tackle the biggest stories on the NFL and give the reasonable football analysis you won't hear anywhere else. Welcome to 710 Sports. Welcome back to episode 43 of 710 Sports with Jack and Jared. Thanks for joining us in between week four and week five of the NFL season. Uh, Last week was the 710 Sports Super Bowl. Dallas versus Patriots, and we are going to talk about that right here at the top, give uh, our reactions as a Dallas and Patriots fan. We're also going to be talking about and giving our analysis on who is the worst quarterback in the NFL whose last name is Jones. That's right, Daniel Jones versus Mac Jones. And what exactly should the Giants and Patriots be doing with them? Also, we're going to be talking about the biggest and maybe the only good uh, game of Week 5, the Cowboys versus the 49ers. Jack, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing. Uh, you know, you know, pretty well, pretty well. Uh, about the Patriots, not not doing well, but but you know, generally, <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I'm doing well. You know, you know, life's good, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Hey, can't, listen, can't say that for the Patriots. We're right. We're right here, close to the quarter mark of the NFL season, and obviously, it's already been a good one. A few surprises in week four, I will say. We both thought Miami was going to beat the Buffalo Bills, but Mm. I think we should have saw this one coming because they were coming off of maybe one of the best games in regular season history. Um, (laughs) And just, you know, against a good Buffalo Bills team, it's not shocking that they kind of let this one kind of fall through the fingers a little bit. Now, do I think (laughs) Buffalo is necessarily better than them? I don't know. Um, they looked a lot better than them in this game, but <laughs> once again, they're coming off that seventy point for p- performance. So something that we think we should highlight. We were definitely wrong about that one. Thoughts, Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it's right there. We were wrong. What Bills put up fifty eight? Was it? It was a forty eight. I, I think it was forty eight. Yeah, it was forty eight. You know, you know, I don't know either. Either way, once you start breaking like the forty five barrier, it starts to be <laughs> like, like especially when it's you break the forty five barrier in a twenty point win. If it's going to be a shootout, that's that's one thing. But breaking the twenty point lead barrier with over forty five points, that's tough. I mean, um, I mean, it's tough. I think, yeah, it, it does. It hampers my my like it hampers my thoughts about the Dolphins a bit. Obviously, it's a bigger gain in my mind for the Bills than it is a loss for the Dolphins, but. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a tough loss either way. And I would, I would expect, I'd expect a, a, a bounce back game from the dolphins, but it does also raise some concerns about their defense, for example, that their defense isn't particularly stellar. They played the Patriots, uh, you know, certainly one of the worst offenses in the league. Um, who else did they play? They played the Broncos who their offense hasn't necessarily been the problem, but it's not like, it's not like they've even had to play a team. Uh, defense as good as I forget who they played week one now, but they I don't think they had to play it in a uh, defense and offense as good as the Bills yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So they that, played the that, Chargers I think, and they gave up a they lot of the points Chargers. against them. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, that's right, that game, and they gave up a lot of points against a Chargers team that I think was questionable. Um, I mean, that, offense, that, maybe not as much offense in that division. But... They do have the worst defense, so I agree it is slightly yeah. concerning. Um, another thing I'll highlight just quickly because we talked about it. Packers mm. kind of got destroyed by the Lions. Uh, this, is a, this is somewhere where I was wrong. I was taking the Packers, even though yeah, my head was telling me to take the Lions. You were right about that <laughs> one, and that was clear, Jack. That was clear. Yeah, I would say my my two sort of takeaways or two thoughts from this game. One thing, I saw recently that I think the Lions right now have the best run defense in the NFL. 
I don't have the stat pulled up right away right here. Of course, this is only four weeks, but that is a good sign considering that that was the, the probably the biggest weakness of, of the team last year. Not that their pass defense was that great last year, but defense in general and run defense especially was not good. And that this was not a great game for Jordan Love, who had had a pretty good you know week one, I think had a decent week two, hadn't been as good. Like they, the last week, last week wasn't as good. The stat line ended, ended up improve, improving a bit because they they were kind of staging a mini comeback. Um, they still lost by fourteen, but so so like in that in the in the midst of that, his score like his stat line improved. But that that first half for Green Bay was disastrous on all sides of the ball. Um, what twenty seven to three? I believe it was twenty seven to three. They lost. They were lost first half by. Yeah, it was it's, over in the first quarter. quarter. It was yeah, over in the yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, first quarter, absolutely. Um, and then before we're going to get into Cowboys and um, <laughs> Patriots, I will just shout out that Jets gave the Chiefs a run for their money. A little yeah. bit concerning for Mr. Yeah. Mr. Patty so, Mahomes. Um, yeah. Some really wacky um, interceptions by him that he just did not look sharp at all. And I wouldn't even say it was the – I mean, the Jets defense played well, but it wasn't – those, those weren't yeah. you know incredible mm. plays by corners. They were just – Really bad tosses. I guess mm. some would say that he might have been playing with his good food, pressure. but it was a little close. No, could, I, could I good pressure? Yeah, I mean, I mean that game. Zach Wilson had one of the better games of his career, uh, mm-hmm. which which isn't saying a whole lot, but still, you know, it was a pretty good game. Played better than Mahomes probably through through fewer picks. I know it. I think he fumbled towards the end or something, but uh, but yeah, I mean, this game really, really, really the zebras, the guys in black and white putting in a great performance Ooh. to. Uh, that's to a help, great help point. the Chiefs out here in prime time, Gen- almost generational, dare I say? Uh, mm, but but yeah, well, I mean that. I gotta say for, though, that's I, a I joke. Got... I, I mean, I'm exaggerating slightly, but but I, but there were some there were some questionable calls. I know uh, to, to end that game. I will piggyback, for a game this close. I'll piggyback on that because the officiating was terrible the entire game, and I think it's getting bogged <laughs> down in some of the last calls that went in the Chiefs' <laughs> favor. But when the mm. Chiefs were up seventeen and nothing, there were some horrific calls that went in the Jets' favor. And I was texting somebody mm. saying, "Wow, the, the you know the refs and Mahomes are trying to get this to be a good Monday night game, um, or Sunday night game, I yeah. should say." And so yeah, it, 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 yeah. it was terrible officiating. I, I agree with you. Uh, but, but yeah, it was really that's bad. fair. So that's I don't fair. know. I guess that's maybe we should crack open this. I believe it was thirty-eight to three routing Cowboys versus the Patriots. What 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 are you thinking as a Patriots Ooh. fan coming and, out of this game? And, he, and here here I was hoping that we were going to talk about the Bears versus the Broncos. Uh, but <laughs> but uh oof. No, but I mean in this game this this score this scoreline was looking like a team was playing either the Bears or the Broncos. Uh so yeah. yeah, tough what was that worst loss for the Patriots in 33 years, worst loss in the Bel- Belichick era, which would be what 25ish years. Um you're down Lost probably your your top two players for the season. I think Matthew Judon's out for the season, um, which is obviously big, a tough loss in the defensive line. Christian Gonzalez, you know, big defensive rookie of the year candidate. Um, like through through the through the first couple of weeks, um, other than other than maybe Jalen Carter, you know, there are a couple other players in that, but he was right up there. He was playing very really well against top corners in the league, against the Tyree Kills, against the. Um, Oh, what's the Eagles? I'm blanking. Um, I mean, both of the the the, the, the Eagles receivers, um, who I'm blanking Brown, on. Yeah. Um, Brown, Brown, yeah, AJ Brown, AJ, and AJ Smith. Brown, Devontae Smith. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he had tough matchups through those first weeks, um, and played well. Uh, and it, so it's really tough losing him for the season. I think it's like a torn labrum in his shoulder, 
or something. Him out for the season, not not good. So not even not even talking about the the overall performance in this week. Uh, it's tough for the rest of the season right now. They're down so many players. They traded for J.C. Jackson back for like a <laughs> sixth, and they're not even paying us. No, it's like a pick swap, like a fifth for a sixth, and their and salary like the cheap charge are paying almost all his salary. Yeah. So it's like like okay, great. Uh, I mean, he but, was but benched like, over there, so and he, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know what yeah. that's all about, but maybe he'll be come back yeah. being a system cornerback. Yeah, maybe he'll be. Yeah, but but other you know other than that that little silver lining, we have him back. Uh, I mean, really, this is offensively more disaster. Mac Jones, terrible game. Um, obviously, not not like they got much on the ground. Uh, it, not not a lot of great run game. This is even when Trent Brown was back, uh, who was out for a couple of weeks um, for for mysterious reasons. That that. that that's a separate topic, but like, okay, they got Trent Brown back, right? We're missing him on the offensive line. Uh, great, he's back. You know, offensive like 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 they still score three points in the game. Um, the loss of defense. I mean, it's really there's not like yeah. I mean, it's, it's, they, there's really not much I can say. It's you know, really falling apart over there. Um, and we talked about it last yeah. week how it might even only get worse for the Patriots and their fans as the season progresses. <laughs> Any uh, my sort of takeaways for yeah. Dallas on this game is, as always, um, dating back to last year, if the defense plays well, this team wins. Um, and you can even see it last year or uh, last week with the Cardinals game. The defense got completely ran and passed all over by the Cardinals, and they lost that game. Um, it just the you know. The offense is not the strength, and if you're going to put pressure on them to have to score, um, and kind of and and go over, you know, over the top, um, and be extraordinary, like you know, there's Dak and the offense is not going to be that. So um, the defense was just really good. You know, uh, was it bad Patriots offense? Good Dallas defense. I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, yeah, um, I think it's both. But I will say that. You know, maybe it was with the injuries, uh, but the Dallas uh, passing game has looked as good as it has this year. Um, mm. I think Dak probably had one of his better games. Once again, the defense has been dominating some of these games, but he he looked really good. I thought he looked <laughs> yeah. sharp, but I thought the passing game looked looked good. You know, um, yeah. in comparison to the first three weeks, so I'm a little bit optimistic on that. We're going to get to 49ers and Cowboys. Um, at the end of this, this uh, at the end of the pod, so we'll get into crack that open a little bit. But first, we'll talk about <laughs> sort of a transition to Mac Jones and Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones, of course, playing Monday night and putting up a three pointer against uh, the, the Seattle Seahawks. He also had ten sacks, two interceptions, uh, and I believe a fumble. Uh, maybe not sacks. a fumble. No, I don't think he had a fumble, but. Um, Either way, it was it was a serious issue, um, and obviously we have Mac Jones who is having his own problems and was benched this weekend uh, or this week against Dallas. So I guess the question the is, disaster. who is the worst Jones, and what should the Patriots and Giants be, uh, you know, respectively doing with their Jones? What do you think, Jack? We'll start now, what do wherever you want. We'll start with me. Well, well, I'm going to think about. Here's what I think. about. I think about. I don't want to say it, you know. You know. You know. You know. It, it's tough to say to pull off the band aid, 
because mm. because really really the, the answer you want to say is neither right right the answer which which one would you rather have is neither uh oh but but i think i think at this point at this point let's look at who 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 has daniel jones had to throw the ball to in his career he's had darren waller for this first couple of games this season right can you name another player who like, like i mean you can name other players like kenny Galladay. you can name players but but who who is better than some of the guys the Patriots have right now? Right, let me. I, I got this pulled up. Juju Smith Schuster, I would say. Is, I don't think Daniel Jones has thrown to a guy better than him. Devontae Parker, I still I'm I kind of like Devontae Parker. He was out for on, on the Dolphins for a while. I don't know if they've had a better receiver than him. Jones has thrown to uh, Mike Gesicki, uh, Hunter Henry. You, you know that, that that's current. That's their Patriots' current receiving court right now. And I would say those guys might be better than anyone Jones has thrown to his whole – Daniel Jones has thrown to his whole career potentially yeah. uh, other than this season, uh, yeah, Darren Waller. Um, that That's tough. It, I mean it's tough both ways. It's, but that that is a tough look for Mac. Uh, even Jacoby Myers for Juju Smith-Schuster last season, right? Like, like, like that, that's even enough. You know, like I, I think he's probably better. Like the Patriots and Mac Jones have both of these past two seasons – the offense has been anti-clutch. Even if they can put together a drive or two and look okay, they've been the opposite of clutch. Um, and they 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 get the opportunities. The defense puts them in positions to win. They're being put. The team is the coaching, right? Potentially greatest coach of all time, right? Bill Belichick, right? That's who's coaching Mac Jones. Yes, he's not a quarterback guy, but he had Tom Brady for for quite a while. Versus the the revolving door that Daniel Jones has had to deal with. Uh, you know, as well as as well as I think the Pats offensive line is bad, but the Giants offensive line is worse. Andrew Thomas, the potentially only good guy on the, the offensive line is out and has not played has not played yet this season. And Evan Neal, I'm going to send you a message uh, in the chat here, uh, which obviously other people can't see. Watch watch this play. Watch this play real quick. Obviously, the, the, the fans can't see it here, but e- Evan Neal for seventh overall pick last year has played terribly. I think he was one of the lowest lowest rated rookie tackle last season. This <laughs> season out of four games, he is ranked 68th overall in tackles. That is that that's backup level. There are backups being rated better than him because there's six two ta- two two tackles, right? Two tackles, 32 teams that's 64. He is he isn't even the the best backup tackle in the league is is how he's playing. And that's what they're dealing with. That that play I showed right there was him completely if anything he was blocking Darren Waller. Yeah. Anything. He was blocking someone on his team and <laughs> left someone wide open to go sack one of Daniel Jones, what, apparently 10 sacks. That's the, not that there isn't been wacky stuff for Mac as well, but that's why I think I had to go with Daniel Jones. He's also more more athletic, right? And the athleticism, Mac Jones kind of stands the way. Yeah, he scrambled before, but Daniel Jones is a guy who can give you 80 yards rushing a game. He, not that he's doing it all the time, but he can. It's part of his game. Uh, obviously, I'm- my real answer is neither, but. But yeah, sure. uh, I'll say. But it. you're saying Jones is you're saying Jones is worse which, than when which I say one? Jones. Which I mean, one? you're saying Mac Jones is worse. That's what you're saying. I'm saying, I'm saying maybe. I'm saying he quite before this people wouldn't have wanted to think that, but he's he's had a lot. This is his third year now. This is his third year. Yeah, they're not giving him a whole lot, but I would say they've. I would say the Patriots give him more than Daniel Jones has gotten. He's got better coaching other than last year. Dayball having a great season he's gotten more than that 
it's uh past couple years. it's funny that these guys have the same last name because you start <laughs> looking at the comparisons um just we'll we'll get to t- like this season in the last four games but mm. career-wise mac jones 66 percent uh completion percentage career daniel jones 64 percent um Mac Jones, 6.9 yards attempt career. Uh, Daniel Dimes, 6.6 yards. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Mac Jones, career um, TD to interception ratio, 1.46. Okay. Um, Daniel Jones's, 1.87. That's with rushing TDs, though. So if you take that out, it's Mm -hmm. actually 1.5. So they're really close without the rushing. Daniel Jones mm. obviously a better rusher, but if you put in the uh, the the rushing one point eight, um, and very similar passer ratings, um, statistically Daniel Jones has a, has a larger sample size, and but their stats look almost exactly the same career wise. This year alone, Daniel Jones on paper is a lot worse, although he's played yeah <laughs> what I would say. I mean, I would say that they played similar defenses. They both played the Cowboys. Giants played the Forty ers uh, Patriots played the Eagles. So, you know, yeah, it's close, but that, yeah, yeah. This year Daniel Jones's stats are considerably worse. He only has two TDs, three if you count rushing and six interceptions, whereas at least Mac Jones has five TDs and four interceptions. So, you know, he's got at least more TDs than turnovers. Um <laughs> so there's that. I so rather bad I'd say Jones is playing uh is playing better this year. Um and in yeah. terms of that it, you, I think you might be right that over the period of time that Dan, uh, Daniel Jones has been playing, the Giants have given him less for longer. But I also say that the Patriots, the reason Tom Brady left the Patriots was because he didn't have enough weapons there. He felt like he couldn't win. There. Now you're going to ask Mac Jones to win? Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback ever, right? Um, so, like, if he didn't think that there was enough there, mm. what, how is Mac Jones supposed to succeed? Also, mm. the offensive coordinator situation is worse than anything I think that Daniel Jones has dealt with in the coaching realm last yeah. year. So I, I'm going to disagree, and I'm going to say I think that Mac Jones is is better. I think he's playing better this year, and uh, it's tough. It's like you said. I mean, obviously, yeah. neither of them are playing great. But it's crazy because people like, you know, pe- people like myself, We sometimes I wonder, like, you know, is – should we have paid Dak? Should we have just let Dak go? You know, what is going on with Dak? If you look at Dak's career numbers, like I said, these guys were floating around one one and a half TDs per interception. Dak's at at um over two and a half. If you count rushing, it's closer like to two point eight TDs to every interception. His passer rating is better. Um he like you know, he he's sort of like a much better Daniel Jones because he has that rushing not as much anymore, but he used to. So it's crazy where it's like Dak Prescott gets a lot of flack. And then you see these guys, can these guys with a really great team and surrounding cast, could they probably win? I think so, but that's not what the situation is for either of them. And so that's why they're playing like they are. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one other note with, with what you're saying about Mac is other benefits and with the contract stuff is Mac is also younger. It's only his third year of his rookie deal. He has still more, it's more time on his rookie deal to sort of see, see how it all plays out. Um, and he's just cheaper, right? He's the, he, he's even forgetting about the rookie deal aspect. He's young. Like I mentioned that for the, the youth, the, the potential, the, the potential to grow that sort of aspect. Yeah. Um, but he's also 
costs less. He isn't costing forty million a year or whatever Daniel Jones is costing. Um, he's on a last, get, getting to the end of, but he's on a rookie contract. Um, is also a big a big aspect to that. Um, both of both of those things are, are why realistically, I would probably rather have Mac Jones on the team for reasons like that and for the hope. Uh, but yeah, but but. You know, I could I, I could see why a Giants fan who's who still believing in Danny Dimes would I I can see how you can get mad at the team and how you can really really put stuff on the team and stuff like that. I can looking into it a bit. I could I could see some of those arguments. It, it's a but. toss up on who's really worse. But when you like you're saying, if you took the contracts into account, it's not even close. I mean, they're it's all the cap hit for Mac Jones is like 4 million or 5 million yeah, this year. Yeah. And for yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, it's 35, <laughs> I believe. Or no, the cap yeah. hits 15. He's getting paid 35, but the cap mm. hits 15. But the problem is the cap hit is going to be much over 40. Yes. Moving forward. It's going to be 47 yeah. million next year. And you say giants, oh. giants don't give him enough help now. Well, all of a sudden they're going to oh. be paying him three times as much. <laughs> you think that he's going to have more help? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's something exactly. serious wrong with the QB market, which is sort of a different segment. Um, but what should they do? <laughs> I'm not. I, I think the Giants have really painted themselves into, into a corner. They're what they can't get out, off this contract. And there's uh, not they, much talent on that team, even outside Danny Dimes. It's not like like who are the rising stars? Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't think he's having that great of a season this season, but he's a young high high pick. Uh, but Evan Neal, like I mentioned earlier, they used a seventh overall. Hasn't been impressing um either of the, the these two seasons like 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 what are some of the other big young talent pieces you saquon, know I mean? like there's not that many they saquon them and he's hurt all the time who they've they tagged him he's hurt and he's an aging running back um if he was a rookie if they had just picked Bijan, they just drafted Bijan. that's different but like there's not a lot that's part of the issue there i don't feel like there are a lot of pieces on that team. it doesn't feel like they're a quarterback away that's how i should put that it, does, it doesn't feel like they're a team where we could look at the Falcons and say, oh, you know, there's some decent pieces on the Falcons. They just have Desmond the Riddler as quarterback. It's not like a team like that we can point to. I don't think, yeah, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes is an issue, but I don't think he, like, like I don't think fixing him is going to fix that team. I don't think fixing him will get that team. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs last year somehow, but. I, I, agree, I agree with you. I agree with you. And so it's a wonder why they even made the deal. Everyone <laughs> thought it was crazy at the time. So let's, I think they're stuck. In terms of what the Patriots should do, the Patriots mm. should absolutely trade Mac Jones and begin the tank. I know you love the tank. The Zappin. Um big tank what? fan. Any any team really. Not <laughs> not just my team. I'm I mean any team. I'm a, I'm yeah, a big, any te- big yeah, tank. You love fan. the tank, right? Tank commander. Put Zappy in, okay? He hasn't he didn't look great when he played in the fourth quarter <laughs> last week, but he, he you know he was all right last year when he played a little bit. Um Put Zappy in and trade Mac Jones to somewhere that could actually maybe use him. You took the words right out of my mouth. The Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Falcons, they, him, with all that talent? That's a great location. You tell me Mac Jones can't win there? You tell, He can't put up I, numbers? Ooh, I would love that for Mac. I would love, like, like, like for, for him, because that's, that's a big second chance of place with a lot of offensive weapons. If he sucks, he sucks, right? right? If he goes there, nothing happens. That's, that's his fault. Uh, and yep. it makes it clear. But if he does well, it looks like it's this big turnaround and, and the image that I bet I bet he's got to be thinking, ooh, I want to get traded to the Falcons, not on this on this on this sinking ship here. It doesn't even all, like that's the thing. Their defense has been so great has been able to prop up their record and, and stuff like that. But I don't think their defense will be that great the rest of the year. Uh, you know, it's, it's that, uh, like I think it'll be good enough to to not get the first overall pick is the issue. But 
everybody good enough. Everybody likes the Falcons, and we might have been wrong about Ritter to start, but we were. he has not played great the last week or two. So all of a not. sudden, now it's like, oh, issue. wait a second, maybe we were right about Ritter. Um, so yeah. anyway, those are yeah. our thoughts on the jo- the Jones, the <laughs> bad boy the Jones Jones of the of the league. Osmosis, Osmosis Jones. <laughs> all right, and uh, last segment is going to be. The big Sunday night game, Dallas Cowboys versus the 49ers. Uh, the Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point dogs in this game. Obviously a rematch of the playoff game last year uh, where San Francisco and beat the, Dallas. Yeah. And the year and the prior. And year before that, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. A lot of history but, but yeah, with continue, these teams. Continue. A lot of history with these teams. Um, and I guess I'll just start off the bat as the Cowboys fan. Last year during the playoffs going into that game, you know, I'm, I'm on camera. I'm on record saying that I thought that the only chance Dallas had was to try to win in a shootout because San Francisco was scoring over 30 a game. They were just rolling over people. And the only people, the only team that looked good and almost beat them was the Raiders. And it was like a shootout it was in a, in the thirties. I think it went to overtime. That was the only team yeah. since Brock Purdy was starting that gave them any trouble. And I said, well, that's the formula, right? And I didn't think Dallas could do it. I said, I thought the 49ers would win. The game went completely different than what I expected. It was a complete defensive battle, which I think makes sense on paper um, because defenses were so good. But I didn't expect the Dallas defense to actually stop Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense. And that's exactly what happened. They held them to four field goals and one touchdown, 19 points. Uh, The difference was... Dak Prescott made some really, really bad passes. And actually, the stat line was, I went back and looked at the replays and the highlight, the stat line was better than the actual game. He threw some bad balls that were either drop picks or just, it was just really, really awful. He gave back the 49ers offense multiple possessions and the defense bailed them out every single time. Oh, we give them, we give them good field position. We throw a, a pick in the in the red zone, whatever, and the defense would hold strong. They'd kick a field goal, and they were in that game all the way, really, until the until the last drive. They even they had two minute two and a half minutes left with the game down seven. They went three and out, kicked, punted the ball, used all their timeouts, and still got the ball back because the defense held again at the very end of the game. So I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. I'm going to say this is going to be a defensive game. Um, I'm concerned because against Arizona, the Dallas defense looked pretty poor. But against everyone else, I want to say that that's just a trap game. So, mm. And also, if you're looking at just this year, uh, Dallas is scoring 31 a game. San Francisco is scoring 31 a game. But San Francisco is allowing 15 points a game, whereas Dallas is only allowing 10. San Francisco, I think, has played better competition. They both played the Cardinals, and Dallas lost to them. Um, but I think that 49ers in general have had a tougher schedule. So we'll kind of call that all a wash. If the defenses play like they did uh, in the playoffs and Dak doesn't make the mistakes, I think Dallas can absolutely win. Um, but it's just hard to it's hard to mm. bet against the 49ers. So I'm going to have to say I'm going to I'm gonna have to take the 49ers in this one. But like I said, that's I think the formula is actually – just Dak don't make the mistakes. And I think that they would have won that playoff mm. game. What do you think, Jack? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm glad you reminded me be, be, because I obviously I was, I was going to say that same thing that 
two rematch the both of these two rematches of the playoffs the past two years uh with the 49ers winning um but also i what i forgot and what i found so funny was forgetting how both of those games ended uh the fact that the fact that the game two years ago ended with ended with that qb draw it's about yeah. being able to spike it and then last time last last time ended with with having uh having zeke play center and then just doing like a like a slant, doing like a seven yard slant route, who gets blown up instantly, uh, if I remember correctly. I yes, that's exactly what happened. CD Lamb, or no Turpin? I, believe. <laughs> I think it was Turpin. Yeah, yeah. just just instantly. I, I didn't even really get like like I thought I could get what they were going for, but it it, it was not working out, and not not just because because they had Zeke at center. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That aside, it, I can almost not stop laughing. That that sort of the 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 49ers, it, have a pretty good record in recent history against the Cowboys. And for me, that that's one thing I'm thinking about in those two playoff games. Um, and it's also um, like, 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 and, 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 and similarly, I feel like the Cowboys might be more likely to be mistake prone Dak specifically, but also like we've, you've talked about for a while and specifically just a second ago about Dak, um, you know, you know, like that they can, they can fall for those trap games. They can get sloppy, a lot of penalties. There's, that yeah, team oh yeah. has historically, in the past couple of years, been prone to that, and the fact that they gave up that game to the Cardinals is a sign of that. Is a, I think is a sign of that is, is is that manifesting in another way, not just giving up a bunch of penalties, but also give, giving up a, a game to the Cardinals. So I think that sort of stuff. That's how I feel about 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 the Cowboys. But the 49ers, I think there's two things here. For one, Brock Purdy has never lost a regular season game. Mm. I, I, I believe he's actually. Never lost a game he has not gotten hurt for the rest of the game in. That's um, right. He, he's he's never lost a game with an intact uh, UCL in his in his <laughs> arm. Um, he has never he has yet to lose a, a, a National Football League game with with an intact uh, UCL. So for I mean I mean there's that aspect I could say that he's having a pretty good season, um, which is important to highlight because that is what the concern would have been going into the season. Like is he going to continue momentum, especially with the even forgetting the injury. Even when you have that sort of Brady esque, dare I say, like late round mystery relevant come in, come in like that and and, and win out the rest of the season, only lose the game you get hurt in against the team like in, in the NFC Championship, right? Against the Super Bowl contender Eagles, um, it's like like it, can he live up to that? And the, and, and and like there have been, been some not I think he had one or two not as good games, but generally he has he has lived lived up to that. And that I think is very interesting, right? That is something to watch the, the rest of the season. Also, Christian McCaffrey, uh, I believe, is sixth in 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 MVP voting. Uh, in, and by voting, I mean I mean odds. Uh, I wonder what it would be, you know, you know, you know, if it wasn't a if it was not a quarterback only award. I'm sure if I check offensive player of the year odds, I'm sure he's first in that because mm-hmm. um, he had something like. 600 yards from scrimmage in the first four games only like two other players have done it and one of them's joe montana you know like it's one of those sort of stats one of them is um is deon sanders not deon sanders but like that that, like like that sort of stat he's got one of those two players since the nfl afl merger he's you know there's that sort of he's playing at a very high level uh which you know and and you could go on about the rest of the but there's so much talent on that team It's, it's hard not to just like you know set you know, just really, really be be on the, the hype train for that, um, which I was last last season, and I'm going to continue being on that for the rest of the season, most likely. It could so, be. Yes, the Cowboys look good, but yeah, I, I think it's a good idea because I mean, I could 
I don't know. I could see this 49ers team being 10 on 0, 11 and 0, 12 and 0, you know. So, but I will it say, be like talking, the Eagles watched last season. Yeah. Talking Ooh. about the last, you know, the, the play calls at the end of the games and the playoffs, obviously, it seems like it's getting worse, frankly. If you look at where they were on the field and the, and, and the actual thought process, I'd say it's getting worse. But I will say that offensively, we don't have Kellen Moore. We're working with. Mike McCarthy calling the plays, and truthfully, hmm. it's a more vanilla offense, and I think that that might be better for Dak. Be, yeah, um, yeah, and I, and I think so. We're only four weeks into it, and truthfully, you know, I mean, I'm not like a huge Mike McCarthy guy, <laughs> but actually, I'm starting to come around because they have only had good seasons with Mike McCarthy, um, and so I can kind of I have an appreciation yeah, for that that yeah. they're kind of always in it. And uh, once again, they look good again this year. But maybe that the vanilla offense, you know, hey, if the defense is going to win this game for us, let's just not turn the ball over. Let's not do anything crazy. And maybe with Mike McCarthy calling the plays, well, it's more likely for that to happen. Um, but makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. We'll see. But hopefully, it's a great game. Um, and uh, and Dallas wins. That's all, that's all I got to say about <laughs> that. But um, Jack, you got anything before we close up here? Yeah, um yeah, I mean I mean I mean what do you think about Bears win watch? You think the Bears gonna win this week against the uh they're playing the Commanders, who came off a pretty oh. good win, no loss last week, uh, against the Eagles, but but a good loss. Coming yeah. off an overtime loss against the yeah. Eagles. Uh do you That's, think do you think uh, the Bears get their first win? Thursday night game, I believe Washington is six point favorites. Um it's cr- it's crazy uh that the Bears were uh, actually underdogs against the Broncos after the Broncos got blown out and by 50 points. Um, I'm not comfortable taking the bears as getting their win this week. I hope that, I'd like to think that they'll get their win, but um, because they almost beat the Broncos, I mean, but I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Washington did look pretty they, good against the Eagles. Here's here. Justin Fields went 28 for 35, 335 yards passing four touchdowns and only one interception and the bears lost that's that's gotta hurt i mean i mean really that's that that's gotta hurt if you're he didn't he didn't run as much but but he didn't need to because he was passing so well like it's yeah. uh you know it's it's gotta not feel great that even even if you're just feels you're you you play well you have that great game and then uh and then you still lose but i definitely you know. uh yeah i mean it's probably one of his best games of his career uh but yeah, that's uh, the Bears have. Bears haven't having their own problems. I will shout out. Also, the Panthers have not won a game either. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, you know, did looking... you know that they're they're in the market for a wide receiver? They should. Uh, they try <laughs> try to get DJ Moore. I think. I think. I think. Uh, I think he might be available. That's a pretty good. The Bears are looking. Bear, Bear, Bears aren't looking great. I think he wants out of Chicago. He should uh, consider going going to Carolina. Hey. But, uh, but yeah. Maybe I, I will shout out though. All of a sudden, people are getting hyped on this guy named C.J. Stroud. I, I think yeah. that, I think there was a Texans guy about are... eight months ago saying C.J. Stroud throws the best throws ball. Throws the best the draft. ball. Somebody you, was someone, saying that. Some some analysts were giving that. Hey, editor, and, and the Texans have editor, won two. cut to me saying that. <laughs> uh, no, but I. Yeah, I Texans mean, have won two games in a in a competitive division, right? I mean, and competitive. I mean, not like like in a competitive. Like they have a good chance. Like that's a that's a division to win. It's a winnable uh, with division. How the, the Jaguars, yeah. a winnable division. How the Jaguars are playing. How they beat the Jaguars, right? Yeah. Uh, it's 
you know, that's that's a spot to watch. That's a spot and, to watch. And you know, they're right now. Maybe it's not going to continue, but he's on pace to break the rookie passer passing record. Ooh, that, um, that would be cool. Was he averaging three hundred yards Man. or something? At, I'm telling you, if yeah. if you guys watch the tape on these QBs, you can look at it and you can tell. And people and <laughs> people who you know, I guess the, I understand Richardson was looking good because of that dual threat, and I and I think that that's been dynamic when he's been playing with the Colts for sure. But just pure passing, man. I think CJ Stroud's the guy, sure. honestly. Mm. So, yeah. I don't know. Some seven ten sports was on that. I tell you what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's why you got to make sure that you like and subscribe, so you continue to see more of those great takes. Also, like Seattle will beat the 49ers in the playoffs. Another one of my vintage takes uh, that did not. I had age a vintage poorly. last last season. I I had a vintage Saints like Saints make the playoff. Like Saints are like the three seed last last year I, I had a take there oh yeah big but, big james man, guy right I, I was hot on james Winston. <laughs> i was i was scalding hot on him last season uh hey, but, hey, hey listen yeah. it, happens. it happens it happens it happens but uh all right well we want to thank you guys for tuning in sticking through the whole podcast and watching um hope you enjoy the games this week and this was 710 sports with jack and jared we'll see you next time <laughs>